Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Episode six. Excited. Wow. Um, just the consistency and the the content we're putting out there. It, it, it invigorates me, honestly. And I think I think you could probably even say the same for yourself. Absolutely, man. It's it's been it's definitely been uh, very fulfilling to see all the uh, responses and mm-hmm. uh, every time we're excited to come back yes. and pour more and, and change some lives and, and situations along the way. So it's it's uh, exciting and ready awesome. and ready to go. Let's do it, man. So a couple of topics I have pre-made already. The first one really hit home for me. So it was all over the news. Uh, an actor named Chadwick Boseman. He played the Black Panther. Have you, do you, have you seen like the superhero movies? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that and then uh, 21 Bridges. Yes, absolutely. A great actor. Great man. actor. A great human being. Absolutely. And I was devastated to to know that he passed at 43, by the way, which is really, really relatively young. young. And I was then digging deeper into what happened and I was just, wow, just overwhelmed. So the best way to summarize it is Chadwick Boseman was battling colon cancer the entire time for four years now. So while he was shooting Black Panther, while he looked like that, you know, with the muscle gains and whatnot and going to these shows and again, fulfilling his purpose in life, which was passion and acting. Yeah. Secretly was battling colon cancer. And I was, I was so inspired, honestly. To well, think, think about it. Uh, uh, in, you know, battling cancer, nobody knowing. And the man is out there just being the best version of himself knowing he was battling inside us. I think that's very powerful, Seth, because it makes you understand that a lot of the times we go in life and we complain about so many things, right? As as we grasp, you know, the environment and we allow minimal things to bother us, to, 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 we complain about minimal things. And those, again, those are testament to moments that we got to understand that we're here today. We don't know where we're going to be later or tomorrow. You know, appreciate life, value life, you know, spend time with your loved ones. Be the best version of yourself mm. because there might not be a tomorrow, right? Yeah. There may not be a tomorrow and it's what you're doing today that is going to matter. And, and stop complaining. Yes. Stop complaining and start being grateful mm-hmm. for the opportunity you have today and go out and be the best version of yourself. Don't say, I'll do that tomorrow. Because nobody guarantees you you're going to be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Think about this guy, four years battling colon cancer. I'm sure he didn't feel good. No. I'm sure he was dealing with so much internally, but he stuck it out, man. And nobody knew about it. You know, I saw him. I would never no. would think that the guy was ill. Yeah. But, yeah, look at him. He had so much success on his, on his um, movies, so much messages across with his, with his movies, and the man was inside battling with his life, but yet he went out and, and, and he was the best version of himself. So it's just one of those moments to, to really wake up, reevaluate ourselves, and stop procrastinating and stop complaining. And let's go out and be the best versions of ourselves on a daily basis, guys. Yeah. Every I, single day. And I want to add, like, for me, I, when I saw this, I was thinking, like, you know, everyone has a purpose God put them on life for, right, on earth yeah. for. And I know you talk about that a lot as well. Yeah. Like this is, you know, what we're doing now is part of like God's purpose of why we're here on earth to impact. Absolutely. And, Change and, people's lives. Yeah. And I was thinking like of Chadwick Boseman, like, man, like the guy, he he fulfilled that purpose 100% through like cancer didn't stop him. Yeah. You know, 
He was out there to make change, make movies, and even outside of the movies, the guy was just, uh, I, I was looking at clips of him and just a genuinely, I mean, I would imagine something so impactful like cancer right. is going to change your perspective on life and, right. and you can, you know, take it with a negative approach or a very positive approach and um, just seeing the content that he was putting out there. I think he was living his life to his fullest yeah. because he knew that he was battling but he took it the right way. He says, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm thinking this way, is, is he probably made a decision when he found out that he was just going to go out there and, and continue to live life and, and not knowing how long he was going to be around. Mm. But he just wanted to live life at his fullest. And I think he did a phenomenal job because we, we've experienced, you know, seeing him and, and seeing his movies and, and, and the messages and, 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 and the impact he made for absolutely, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So my condolences to, of course, to his family, his loved absolutely, ones. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. And even his fans, because um, I know a lot of people are hurting, but yeah. I, I think you summarize in a great way to take a, a very strong, positive approach and uh, dissect it in a great way. Yeah. A very physically and mentally a tough dude. Yes. Yeah. God bless him and God bless his whole. Absolutely. Wow. So I do want to move to the next topic, and it's, it kind of goes with that. Like, I like how you said empowering and fulfillment. And I've said this to you before, and I'm, I'm a strong believer that you and Sandra have just something, like this powerful God-given power. I don't know how to explain it exactly, but it just I, I see you guys feeding off each other, the empowerment of one another. I was hoping you could go in, especially for the listeners who are, again, in relationships, significant others. Like, this sure. is a big topic, right? So, Tony Robbins, by the way, I saw a clip, talks about being present. He says that in order to be a fulfilling partner, you have to be present, 100% present, meaning 100% listening, 100% there for them. And I was hoping you can kind of dive into what that means to you and between you and Sandra and how you guys empower one another. Being there 100%, I think that's one of the challenges that we all have, right? Yeah. But uh, I've been working on that for several years, and I think I do much of a better job nowadays that I used to do on the past. And this comes all with, again, understanding, right, mm -hmm. and self-awareness. Because a lot of time, if we don't know it and we're not self-aware about it, we ain't going to do anything about it. But, you know, our relationship, uh, we just had our 19th anniversary wow. uh, last week. And uh, congratulations! it's a blessing, man. Obviously, a lot of ups and downs like anything else. Uh, uh, but I feel that every single year we have become stronger on our communication and stronger, I think, of understanding each other and understanding that we both have our own dreams, uh, our own goals, and we both want to fulfill our own souls like you know, we we want our kids to be happy. We want to have a beautiful lifestyle for them so that they could they could be proud of mom and dad. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to fulfill each other's soul so that we could be our best version of ourselves with each other. So, you know, having a good communication line is huge because I need to know what she likes. I need to know what she is happy with and I need to know what fulfills her so that I can be present and I can support her on what her decisions are that make her happy as a human being. You know, she's a happy mother. She's a happy uh, wife. But what makes her, outside of that, fulfill herself, herself as a happy. human being, yeah. right? How yeah. do I feel good about myself where I can come back and pour that into my kids, my husband, my lifestyle? And, and, and again, I think... Um, you know, me getting better at being a good listener and being present allows me to really dig deep 
and start asking more deeper questions that I think has within time allowed our relationship to really um, get stronger because I'm a better listener. And obviously at the same time, I like to dig deep into what really fulfills her and be there to support her, mm-hmm. obviously on, on her decisions that that fulfill her. So uh, it's a learning process like anything else. Yeah. And it's been 19 years of uh, trying to understand each other. Yeah. Um, and again, it's been a lot of up and downs. But I think over the course of the 19 years, we're getting better. You know, uh, we're getting better and our relationship uh, gets stronger and uh, and we start to learn more from each other and we start to uh, to uh, figure each other out a little better. So for the audience that are wondering, because I'm, I'm wondering myself and I know it, it sounds like a really straightforward question, but like, how do you open up that communication channel? Like, what is it? Is it a, a sit down? Is it a I think it's situations yeah. that happen for me. That's been my experience situations maybe problems through a problem we have actually grown Mm -hmm. through marital issues not understanding each other at some point and and having actually a problem a big problem that raised up where we figured out should have never been a problem it should have never got this far if we would have just communicated with each other and i would understand that this bothers you or that this bothers me and how can i understand her more and at the same time how can i dig more deep because if you really think about it sometimes in relationships we just we just kind of go over you know we just kind of top to top we 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 don't dig deep because we don't want to ask questions that we may don't want to hear the answers that you might think are going to come out but i think that's when when you truly dig deep and you start really understanding more each other. That's where the real progress is made. I've, 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 that's been my experience. As we start understanding each other more. And we start accepting each other more on the way we are. Because I'm not trying to change her. And she's not going to try to change me on the way we are. As we start accepting each other. And yes, through the process we accept the areas that we know we need improvement on. And we work on those areas to improve each other. But... Um, but it's just, again, it's, it's, it's going more deeper into the questions and the discussions as to really what fulfills each other. Wow. And essentially, because I was thinking like when you were giving the example right now, which was I, I, even like for jobs, some people will only do the minimum requirement, right? Right. And I was thinking like the same time when you're talking about the marriage and getting deeper, like right. you can't just do the minimum requirements, right? right? You can't just go, well, you know, I... You know, I made dinner, I took the kids to work or school, excuse me, and, you know, so forth and so forth. I'm done. I did my duties, right? And see, that's that's the problem, I think, is we're never willing to go the extra mile, right? Yeah. And you think about it. If, we, if you do that in one area, it's most likely you're going to do it in all areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm yes, saying? Yes, And right now when you said that, me and Sandra, as two young kids at 18, 19, when we met each other, we had something in common, and we talk about it. We were the employees that would show up first and that would leave last, meaning we would be the employees when we used to work on nine to fives or on our minimum wage employment's jobs as we were the employees that we would show up. We were we would do more than they expected us to do and we would leave after everybody else would leave. So. And I think that that's just one of the things that 
we have been able to really pour into other areas that are our lives, Seth, that I think has made a difference as to the progress we've had in life, right? Yes. From having 10 kids to building a successful business to having a good household to having, you know, in a way, a lifestyle very well set up. It's because we're willing to go the extra mile, not just do enough, yes. but we're willing, we're willing to pay the dues and do the extra to build progress and to get us to the next level on whatever that we're working on because we feel and we know that just doing enough isn't going to be enough yes. to succeed in Correct. life. And like, I, I love how you're saying that because it's just, I see so many people that apply that metaphor into many aspects of their life, whether that's fitness, their relationship, their mental health, their spiritual health, where they're only, again, you were saying like, they're just doing the minimum, right. like how you were saying with you and Sandra, even as nine to fivers, you guys were the first ones in and last ones out. And that character, that, that's like a depiction of character. It sounds like to me that she and you were both applying that to all aspects of your life. Yeah. It's kind of nice to know that, to know yeah. like, hey, I'm finally going to get in a, uh, in a you know, relationship with a significant other that she's probably willing to put in more work and more time and more of that dedication that she already showed in her you know, work life yeah. into this relationship. Right. And, and, but sometimes we forget though, yeah. you know, and we forget. And again, it's creating self-awareness about it, right? Understanding, am I doing it or am I not doing it? Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing it, I need to be self-aware about it yeah. so that I actually do something about it. And I create growth and progress from it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So basically don't half-ass anything on that end. That, I, I, that's the way I look at it, man. Don't half-ass stuff. There's too many half-assers out there. Yeah. It's not that difficult to be that guy who's willing to go the extra mile, do the extra thing. I remember I used to be, I used to be criticized by my peers, employees, that they would laugh at me and tell me, why, why do you do that, man? That's not part of your job. And I'm like, why wouldn't I do yes. it? Somebody has to do it. If you're not doing it, then I'm going to do it because otherwise the boss is going to show up later. He's going to be pissed off because nobody did it. It took me five minutes extra to do it. Why not? Yes. Do you see what Absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. But again, it's mental attitude as to how do I approach life, right? How do I see things? Why would I just do enough? Enough isn't going to get me mm -hmm. to where I want to go in life. I, I want to build big things. I want to be different. I, I don't more. want to be just yeah. like everybody else. How do I separate myself from everybody else? Is by not just doing enough like everybody else's. Wow. Do you see what I'm 100%, saying? Is, 100%. It's, 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 that's what's going to separate you in life from everybody else, depending on what you decide to do. And I always have this discussion with my kids. Hey, if you do the same as everybody else does, you're just going to be the same like everybody yes. else. Or you're going to be the guy that does the extra work and you will separate yourself at some point yes. from everybody else. Wow. Where do you want to be? Mm -hmm. uh, if you choose to be like everybody else, that's your choice. If that makes you happy, so be it. Yes. But if you want to separate yourself and be the best at what you do, you have to be willing to do more than what everybody else is doing. Wow. And I kid you not, you read my mind or something. Because the next topic I was actually going to talk about, because we was, we talked about Sandra now, is talk about your kids as well. So for the audience that doesn't know, I'm, you know, if this is your first time listening, you have 10 kids. I do, man. And uh, I very proudly say that. Yeah. Because, um, and, and we'll go into the question. And, and, and people that knows me and hears my podcast or that knows about Ricardo and Sandra running successful real estate business, 
We've been doing it consistently for now 15 years. Yes. It's not easy, man. It's not easy because it's not just the business or businesses. It's 10 kids, yes. 10 kids. And, and we're not your typical traditional family in that sense. We're, we're out of the ordinary. Yes. We're, we're, we're not ordinary. Uh, we're extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's just a, a bigger commitment in life. And it's a bigger commitment to me as a person that is sharing messages that I'm trying to impact the world with my message, with my experience of life and our experience as a family. You know, we're not just sharing business uh, experiences. We're sharing life experiences. And one of those biggest testaments is it's 10 kids, a family of 10 kids with businesses and, and so much going on. But yet, you know, how do we impact our society, our community, based on the fact that we're just another family, yes, like everybody else's, just with a little more workload on us, <laughs> yes, and and we still get it done, and, yeah. and 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 we don't have an insane lifestyle. We actually have a very sane lifestyle, but it all was created based on understanding the importance, and obviously, you know, it, it wasn't built just by default. Yeah. It was all built by design yes. and uh, and we're excited to continue to share through this channel because I think we're going to continue to impact so many different families in, in so many areas and mm-hmm. and uh, we're just happy and, 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 and excited to share. Yeah, before I go into the question actually, I'll tell you like uh, some of my co- uh, some of my clients or some of your colleagues or even just my friends and peers, I tell them about you and they go, wow, how does he balance the business and 10 kids? Right. I go, man, like if you saw his routine, his discipline, and not only that, but the relationship with the kids is very powerful. I've seen it myself. Yeah. And so I was just, I, I mean, kudos and, to you. And I think that's where the question was going, right? How's your relationship yes. with your kids? Um, it's getting better every single day. So yeah. It gets better. Obviously, I'm a father, 19 years married to Sandra, 10 kids. Um, it's getting better every single day. I'm becoming a better father every single day. But it's because I work on myself. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not, it just doesn't happen. I work on it because I want to be a better parent. I read more. I understand more. I have more time to be a good listener to my kids. Understand that every single one of them is different. Different personalities. I have to approach them differently. I have to be able to listen to them more. I have to be able to improve our relationship based on understanding what's the best communication level with this one versus that one, which one needs more of my attention, which one is more self-sufficient where I don't have to be as much with him than this other one. But uh, again, it's a learning process. Am I getting better? Absolutely. Uh, Why? Because I'm working on it. You know, again, it just did. It just doesn't happen just because it happens. You know, I'm, I'm eager to, you know, to become a better father. I'm eager to become a better husband. I'm eager just to become a better human being. And, and, and that's why I work on it on a daily basis. Yeah. People ask me, hey, why do you wake up so early? Because of that matter. Yeah. I, you know, I need, uh, I need to work on self-development. I need to read books. I need to listen to audio. I need to study, study other people. I need to learn and become better so that I can come in and plug that 
progress of myself as a human being right into my environment, right into parts, my yeah. right into my sphere, right into my 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 core family principles so that I could, you know, be that person and that role model that I want to be for my kids. Mm -hmm. We were talking earlier uh, with Pablo, who is off camera again, but uh, he's just soaking up this entire knowledge I bet right now. <laughs> and one of the things that I really liked when you were speaking was talking about failure even on your end as a parent yes. and how you've adjusted. I want I was hoping you could maybe share some of that on the camera with us. Um, I was raised, uh, you know, just, and, and, and I think we, we touched on that and uh, I won't go so deep, but, but I, I was raised very hard. Like my parents were hard on me, especially my father, just a very hard individual with us. And, and I thank him for that because he made me who I am. Uh, but, you know, but along the way, obviously, you know, I picked up a lot of that. You know, I've, I've been a very hard dude as well, just just very hardcore. But I loosened that up a lot. I've loosened up in a lot in that sense because uh, the Ricardo before years ago, I was really hard on, on, on not accepting failure, on not accepting the fact that you have to fail in order to learn. Mm. Uh, I didn't want to fail. I, failure was not something that I wanted to hear at all. I always wanted to win. I always wanted to win, 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 win. And not understanding that the failures were part of the process and, and failures had to happen in order for me to excel and grow. So it's one of those things that it has taught me in so many aspects of my life because, you know, my kids are growing. You know, I have young ones and I have teenagers mm -hmm. and, and they make mistakes. So I have to accept the fact that they're going to make mistakes. I have to be able to be patient and sit down with them and, and, and disgust the situation that happened, not focused on the outcome of what happened, but what was the learning the experience process. from it? Yeah. How are we going to learn from this situation so that we're able to make sure next time around when you're facing that same situation, how are you going to approach it differently mm -hmm. so that we have a different outcome? So I, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been an evolving process for sure. Yeah, I can tell you, like, um, just when you were speaking, because part of the question was going to be, because I've seen your relationship with your kids. They're not, they, they treat you as a leader, as a father, but I feel like they can, come, they can also come to you and speak to you on a deep level of saying, this is what's bothering me, Dad. This is where I'm going with my life. And I feel like when you're just hard, hard, hard on your kids, they might even fear that sometimes, right, of coming to you and really opening up, saying, this is how I'm feeling, this is how I failed, and so forth. Because if they were feared of the fact that they failed, they might disappoint you kind of thing. Yeah, and, and I think that be, being a father and a role model to them, to, to a certain point, yeah, they're always very cautious because they don't want to, you know, kids want to make you proud of course, as yeah. a parent. And, and, um, and my kids always want to do things to make me feel proud. And, and again, as learning and maturing over time, you know, I, our communication, like I told you earlier, it's, it's getting better and better because we're working on it. Therefore, I'm becoming a better father. But going there, yes, it's, it's, it's definitely the experience of being able to know that your kids could come to you and talk to you and, and explain to you certain things that are happening. As they get older, it becomes a little more complicated because their, ch their life starts changing. But I want to have that open line of communication yeah. with them. And we do have a good line of communication uh, open. And, and, and I like where things are going, where they're at. But again, I'm working because I want them to be even better. Mm. I want that line of communication. I have my older three, and then I have my seven younger ones. So I want to be able to do better job with my younger yes. seven than I did with my older three. And that's what really drives Ricardo every single day to just be better mm. because there's a core 
foundation at home yes. that needs the better version of me in all aspects. And that's why I'm just, I'm obsessed, man, with, with just getting better because there's reasons why. And, and there's generations that follow this yes. from what I'm building. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're the pillar of the new generations that are coming. So uh, when I live here, this earth, I want to make sure that I set a good fundamental structure to this generation for the next ones to come. And wow. uh, that's my commitment to life. Before I move on to the next, I was hoping you can give me some tips, right? Because I mean, I don't have kids yet, but I'm soaking in everything you say because I want to be able to yeah. apply this, you know, basically live, uh, learn from your mistakes, you know, you know, in a short way of saying it and, you know, become even better at it. What would be some of your tips on how you empower your kids? Like maybe are you is it like words of affirmation? Are you empowering them through words? Is it through action? Could you give me some examples possibly? I think it's a combination of both is I empower them through experiences. Okay. Uh, we work out together. Yes. We go through some tough workouts. And what I tell them is that we're building character. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying is, is, is I used to be a physical laborer guy. Okay. All right. I've learned hard work through physical labor. Do you see what I'm saying? I became a tough dude because of situations in my life, physical work, labor work as a young kid. I had a labor since I was young. Yes. Okay. That was just my environment. They're not going to have to labor because they're growing up in a different environment, but you know, through workouts, through situations and experiences, we discuss how they're building their mindset yes. based off of the workouts and based on how they push their bodies and their mind to that next level that they're actually laboring through workouts yes. and they're becoming mentally strong to deal with life, mm. situations, problems, mm -hmm. uh, disappointments, yes. depression, and so many things that we're facing as a society. So, it's it's a way of of building them up mentally within the environment and i lead them through example by being there with them yes working out with them by working out with them and by me also going through challenges yes. as we're going and it's fun because we challenge each other there's and see there's days that they don't feel like it or they don't feel like being there or they don't feel like doing it but i empower them i pump them up I, I help them out mentally, get them through their workouts. And there's days that I don't feel like it's right. that, but you know who gives me that energy? Kids. They do. Yeah. So again, it's just that environment where we, we feed off each other's energy, mm -hmm. where, where we feed off of each other's energy. We try to be positive. We try to empower each other. We try to basically build, build our character and build our confidence together mm -hmm. as a family, as a group, so that uh, we could, you know, that we could, that we can build up from that. I mean, you say it all the time. You're a product of your environment. Yes. And it's so much easier to get out of a funk or get in the, like the mode where you're saying where you don't want to work out. It's so yeah. much easier to go, you know what? I can do this when everyone else in the environment is the same mindset, which is we all want to get better. Yeah. So, hey, I know you're not feeling great today, but go ahead and just put, you know, push whatever you have. My five-year-old that works out with us and even my seven-year-old, uh, I see them and they empower me and they give me energy. They have, they're working out with a good attitude. They're pushing, man. It's such a fulfilling yeah. moment to see, man, my seven year old at his age, 
He's working out. He's pushing himself. He's positive despite the fact that he's suffering through the exercise. Yes. And he's staying positive. Man, they teach me so much about life. Yes. About situations, about complaining for certain things that I'm just, you know, I'm just very grateful to 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 have that opportunity. And uh, my commitment is it's 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 back to them is I need to be there with them. I can let them down. Yes. They look up to me. So that's what drives me, obviously, to make sure, man, these kids are looking up to me. They're looking up to Sandra. They're looking up to us as parents and they want to be like us. They want to become like us. So we have to be those role models wow. that they deserve to have and that even though we don't feel like it or we want to do something we're not supposed to do, you got to understand somebody is watching Responsibility. you. Responsibility. Wow. Somebody is watching you. Wow. Awesome. All right. So I want to use that to change gears. Um, we put up on Facebook and we got actually quite a bit of comments of requests that we go over on our podcast. And I think it'd be a disservice not to you know request and go Absolutely. through them. So the first one I want to go through is actually Johnny Maldonado. Awesome hey guy. Hey, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, awesome guy. Uh, Remax North Fontana. He's just a, just a genuine cool guy. And he actually asked two parts. Uh, the question has two parts to it. So the first question or first piece was, I mean, heck, you're one of the top realtors in the entire United States. Your, your team is ranked number two in Central 21. And he was wondering how, A, you just remain so humble, so grounded, because and I agree with him. You are just so grounded, Ricardo. It's amazing to see that. And also, how you've balanced it, like we were talking about earlier. How did you balance the the time with the family, the the wife, the business, your personal development? Could you go into that? Uh, sure. Um, I'll go in on the balance portion. And I think a lot of people will agree and disagree. And I think we all have our own opinions. Not that somebody's right and somebody's wrong. It's just different mentalities, right, on, on what works for each other. Um, but if, if we talk about balance, uh, it, it was built by the sign. And again, I, I, I talked about that earlier. Obviously, my life wasn't as balanced as it is right now, but I work through it to build it to where I'm at now. Mm. And when it comes down to balances, I'm very precise with my schedule and I'm, I'm super diligent with my schedule. Uh, we were talking about it off camera, what time I wake up, what time I go to sleep. And I keep adjusting it depending on what priorities I have on that set moment in my life, right? It's from building business to now having established wealth, you know, fundamental business. You know, my lifestyle changes. You know, it changes based on priorities. You know, at the beginning, my schedule and my balance was not there because we were trying to build a business. I get to a point where my business is built establish now I can readjust and make some changes so that I can work on the areas mm -hmm. that I feel that have been unworked on yes right we talked about it relationship yes kids time freedom for things that become priority so my balance right now is it's I touch in all areas man it's it's that's the Ricardo of today the Ricardo of of seven eight years prior to this it's uh, it was about building business, business and business and building a financial lifestyle for freedom of financial lifestyle. But it gets to a point where you get to a certain point where you you already uh, fulfill an area and then you go back. And this was me. And then you go back and you analyze and you understand what areas am I lacking? And then I start touching on those areas. So I feel that we have a very well balanced life now. 
based on the fact that I touch on all the areas that are important to Mm -hmm. me, which is my personal time with my kids, my personal time with Sandra, my personal connection with God, you know, my time at work to develop and continue to grow my company. So I'm able to break down my day on slots based on priorities, Mm. based on what needs the most from me and what area I need to make sure that I work on that is in an unbalanced area. So it's being very disciplined, Johnny, with your schedule and having your schedule very well understandable as to what's priority and that you have your slots within your day that you're putting in those priorities into your day and you know you're touching those priorities because those are the areas that fulfill you and the you now. Yeah, you've said this before, and I'm a firm believer in live your life by design. Yes. Right? Which is It's not by default. Yeah. You know, a lot of times as we don't understand that we 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 really don't get to understand is people's situation and lifestyle is not just because everything just fell on, on his fell there and it, it just it just happened. Yes, yeah. You know, the work behind it it was a process that got them there and they built it and designed it to that. Mm-hmm. And I've worked, my family worked, Sandra and the entire family has worked to get ourselves into this operation or this schedule or this lifestyle based on working it, based on priorities, making adjustments and creating obviously, you know, that lifestyle by how we wanted it to build it. Yeah, so basically it sounds like you defined the perfect lifestyle and then you reverse engineered from there, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Wow, powerful. Very yes. powerful. And we keep working at every single day like anything else. It's just, it's not that it's already figured out. It's not that it's already done. Is we're working on it every single day. Yes. Because we want to improve it and we want to obviously get better at it. The second part of the question I want to go into because I've always admired this about you and you talk about how you're, you and your family are just like everybody else. There's nothing, you know, extraordinary in the sense of, you know, special talents or whatever. You guys are like any other family. Anyone can literally take your formula and do what you and your family are doing. Yeah. Um, Because that was the second part of the question is how do you stay so grounded? What could you like go into your mindset on that? Like, I think I owe it uh, to this big word and I use it a lot is it's gratitude. Yeah. I'm very grateful. I deserve, but I, but I have gratitude. I'm not the guy that I think I deserve everything mm-hmm. without earning it. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times we get mistaken. I mean, we feel that we we deserve everything, that we deserve, we deserve, deserve. And I know I'm going to deserve it when I put in the work. But if we go back to how do I stay grounded, it's just by gratitude. I'm very grateful to have what I have. I'm very grateful to life. I'm very grateful to God. And, and I think that's what keeps my spirit humble where, you know, I, I try to stay as, as simple as possible, you know, and, and, and stay obviously grounded through gratitude from wow. knowing that God gave me all of this and God could take it away. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And, and, and I stay obviously just with that gratitude every single day and, um, and I stay connected to my faith, but with that gratitude, man, that I'm very grateful to to be where I'm at and 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 just uh, grateful to life. I I want to repeat what you just said because I'm I hope Pablo wrote it down and I want to make a whole video on it. Grounded through gratitude. Yeah, that is so powerful. Yeah, 
And 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 that's the only word. If if you say humble, how you stay grounded and humble is gratitude. it's gratitude. Wow, gratitude. Wow. I'm so glad I asked that question, yeah. Johnny. Thanks so much. Awesome question, buddy. <laughs> so let's go into the next part. Uh, next question will be from Lorena Perez, who, by the way, is awesome as well. Yeah. Um, I admire everything she does as well. She's a hardworking lady. Definitely. Very disciplined as well. Yes. So very happy to answer her question as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. She asked how you overcame some of the struggles and you stayed so patient while building your business. So I was reading her question earlier and I was digesting it and I was living back the moments in my career in real estate and even my current moments on situations that I can apply that question. And it's, I think it's again, having the vision on where I'm going and understanding that there are going to be days that are harder than others mm. and understanding that if today was a tough day and we had to go through a lot of issues and a lot of struggles, I have, the understanding and the faith that tomorrow it's going to be another fresh day and I have the opportunity to start all over again tomorrow mm. and go out and do it all over again tomorrow. I had a vision. I had a plan and I knew that I was going to get there and I knew I was going to have to go through the struggle. But I think everything was the mindset of yes. staying positive despite everything that happens. I know that the outcome is there, yes. that I'm going to build that, but I have to go through this process, which is going to be the struggles, which is going to be the sacrifices. But having that good spirit and staying positive that I know that we're going to get there yes. and tomorrow will be a fresh day where I can start all over again and I can forget about what happened today. Beautiful. Yeah, you, we talked about the loss on the last podcast, which was, being resilient and then yeah. having and having faith that you're going to reach that and whatever you're going through now is as part is part of the process. And for me also is is looking at my wife and my kids and saying I can let them down. Wow. They're expecting the best of me. I cannot let them now. I need to get up today and I need to go out and execute to the best of my abilities because wow. they deserve the best of me. Wow. And I got to go out and I got to compete with life. Powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Lorena, again, thanks so much for that question. I hope that answered and uh, thank you for uh, just putting it out so sure. elaborately. It's awesome. So next part is going to be actually from a lady named Alma. I'm, an, I'm so sorry if I mispronounce your middle name here. Uh, Neko Ichia Rivera. Yes, I know her. Yes. Yeah, so she actually asked. She would like Hi to hear Alma, your, by the way. Hi <laughs> there, definitely. She'd like to hear about your Zillow Premier services, if you recommend it or not. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's just another great asset of uh, marketing and uh, lead gen. So uh, if I was you and you're considering spending money towards that, I, I would spend the money. I think it's a great source. Um, a lot of people is against it. Some people is proactive about it. Um, I would recommend you do so. If you have a good team in place and you built a good you know, a uh, system to service that I think it's a great asset. So I would highly recommend it for sure. Wow. Awesome. Uh, next one, man, I tell you, we have some amazing heavy hitters on your comments. These are yeah. great people. I I'd know. love to share with them. And yeah. all these are people that I know. And if I don't know you, I'll get to know you in the process. Definitely. Uh, next question was actually from Jose Maris, who I also oh, yeah. love. Such I a cool Jose. guy. Yeah. Good and guy. he asked, how you doing Jose? 
he asked if what's your monthly marketing budget for all the RE businesses, real estate businesses you run. Got it. It's uh, it varies, but it's anywhere between fifteen and twenty thousand a month. Okay. Based on everything that we do from you know from marketing to billboards to ads and things of that nature, so anywhere between fifteen and twenty thousand. And it's been obviously again years of consistency over the marketing process. It has changed and evolved based on time and involvement, yes, but yes. Uh, but we're between fifteen and twenty thousand wow. somewhere in that ballpark. Tell, tell me, I'm assuming the number has definitely scaled according to your business, correct? Sure, correct. So I'm assuming you adapted, of course, as you grew. Correct. So for anyone, because I know we have a lot of new listeners or new realtors that you know are listening to this podcast, what would be your advice to them on their marketing budgets and how they need to uh, you know appropriate the money accordingly? Well, at the beginning, there's no money mm-hmm. for marketing, right? And I had no money in the beginning. So if we go back really briefly to my beginnings, my marketing was just me going out and meeting people yes. and exposing myself. I was my own marketing guy. Mm-hmm. I needed to be out exposing myself to the consumer. That became my marketing. I see. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I wanted to be in people's faces. How did I do that? By door knocking. I yes. was a door knocker. I used to door knock six to seven days a week, man, for hours and hours a day until I started establishing a name in the industry, until I started cashing in some checks. Then the postcards came in. Mm. Then my door hangers came in. But I was resilient in the beginning, like we talked about, that is just to get my face out to people so that people could recognize and put my face together to a real estate service system, uh, uh, company yes. so that pe- people could start relating to me. Nowadays, we have social media and we have so many channels that are free. Yes. But what are we really consistently doing to really expose to ourselves right? yes, and, and utilize the tools correctly to expose ourselves so that we can actually connect with the clients that we're trying to connect. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Jose, again, hey, amazing questions. Yeah. Uh, last question is actually could be from a, again, as a Gerard Bueno. Yes. One of our followers on, on social media. I haven't had the pleasure to meet Gerard, but he's always very supportive. So we really appreciate you, Gerard. Awesome. He said, we know your daily schedule in the mornings, which is amazing, he said. But he would like to know more about what your schedule is after that how you run your day and balance it with your family, you know, after the morning. Sure. Uh, So I break it down, like I said earlier, on slots. I have my morning slot that's all dedicated for personal development and time with my boys. I leave my house at around 8, 830. Mm -hmm. After I'm done with my morning routine, I go into my work mode. So in the morning, see, I've, I've been able to learn how to disconnect. Okay, and when I when I say disconnect, I don't check my emails. I don't check social media. I don't check voice messages. I don't check nothing in the morning because I don't want nothing to get in my head before I get into my reading, before Mm. I get into my workout, because now you're going to allow the situations of your workday to dictate your morning because you're allowing the emails or the problems or the situations to dictate your character and your emotions through your morning routine. So see, I've been able to, I'm not going to say perfection, but I've been able to really, you know, break down my day, understanding what's important and what's not. And how can I get myself in the best state of mind possible so that I can be present 
as best as possible on what I'm doing. Wow. So going to that question and, and rephrasing it back, the morning is personal development, engagement with my kids and my wife before I leave. After 8, 8.30, I'm in business mode. I go to business. I go to my office. I take care of my calls. I do my follow-ups. I, you know, I set up my appointments. I go see sellers. I go talk to my agents. I go do what is necessary for business production with my staff and, and my team. And that's from 8.30 to about 2.30 to 3. I finish my business attachment and my business you know, environment about 3 to 3.30. Then I come back home and I fully disconnect again from business because now it's family time. I got to mm. take the boys to baseball practices. I got to take them to do that. I got to go in out and have dinner with my wife. I got to go do some errands with my wife. I have to do family-related stuff with 10 kids plus a wife. So I can be conducting business and doing family stuff because I'm not either there or here. My mind is not connected correctly. Yes. So I've learned that. And again, my, my schedule can be everybody's schedule the same way because we're all at a different level in our business. But right now, based on that question, is it's three different slots. It's family, personal development, business, and then family, family. again. Yes. I have that short window of time frame of business, but I have to become very productive. productive. Yes. Therefore, I'm in there. I'm there to execute business. I'm there to close transactions, help families, and execute those five or six hours of business hours where I got to execute at my highest level of possibilities because I got to come back home. Yes. I got to disconnect from business. I got to allow my team to handle the rest so that I can reconnect with my family and I can be present with them. Wow. Awesome. Actually, I didn't miss. Looks like we have two new questions, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. So pretty awesome. I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, we have her username on Instagram is punkermichelle1986. So Michelle, I'm assuming would be her name. Hi, Michelle. Uh, she asked for what's ad the advice for a realtor wanting to double their business? What are some good marketing strategies? Marketing strategies, uh, uh, depending on what you're doing. So marketing strategies, I think we touched it already earlier mm -hmm. from uh, from Jose Maris. Uh, it's basically depending on what you're doing that works. Do more of that. Yes. Obviously. And add maybe something else as far as marketing goes. But you have social media, Instagram. Uh, you have obviously direct mailers. Uh, there's so many different channels. But I would tell you, whatever you're doing right now, that it's working at more double up, double up on it yeah, yes exactly if, if I, it's marketing questions yes 100 right? activities and uh, and then prospecting and and building momentum and all those things that's obviously a separate subject but if it's marketing related whatever you're doing right now that is currently working just do more of that yeah i can touch in on that too where uh and don't be afraid to spend the money because yes. we sometimes we're afraid to spend it and because we feel well what if we don't get it back well if you don't spend it and you don't consistently spend it, obviously you're not going to see the return. Wow. I, I want to add on that too is you, you're, we talked about it in the last podcast. We get overwhelmed so easily. In yes. the same sense, you can get overwhelmed with the business. It's so easy to say I'm going to do five new marketing strategies, 
and then half-fast all five of them. Right. Because, heck, you can't. none of them are going to work. Yes. Are you going to focus on that one that is already working? Yes. You're just doubling down go, on, go it, in on him, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be there. 100%. Hopefully that answers your question, Michelle. Uh, last question would be from a person in Henry Park on Facebook. Okay. Henry, Henry Park asked, how many hours do you work? And you, you've sort of answered it, actually. It's how many hours a, a, do you work a week, uh, work-life balance? And I would like you to answer in the sense of, because we talked about it earlier in the question before, which was, Earlier when you started your business and then to now, how it's changed. Absolutely. I used to work 16 to 18 hours a day. Now to working about six hours a day. <laughs> so big difference, right? And again, where you're at, where you want to get. Yes. And then, then you start adjusting. Mm -hmm. You know, priorities become priorities. My priorities of seven, eight years ago were not the same priorities as now. Life evolves. Family evolves. Business evolves. Um, and you start making adjustments and priorities start changing, right? Yes. So 16 to 18 hours when I started, I'm doing six hours right now, but see, I'm doing more in six hours now with yeah. the experience that I have and how more productive I am than what I used to do with 16 or 18 hours of my day. Correct. You it see what I'm saying? Well, so it's a product of all the work you, you start in. compressing time and, and it's one of those things is, I want more time, right? I want, I want to give my family more time. So therefore my working hours continue to compress. Yes. Therefore I have the responsibility to become more productive with less hours worth of work. Yes. But you cannot do that unless you put in the 16, 18 hours at our, you know, in the beginning. Yes. And then again, or no, depending on how you look at yeah. it, we'll have different opinions. That's, that's, my process, that doesn't mean everybody's process is going to be the same, but, but you have to put in the work in the beginning, yeah. period, whether it's 16 or 18 you, or you, whether it's 10 or 12. You know, there's not, you know, I, again, I'm not that believer also of that four, you know, hour a, a week working hours yeah. or, or that program. Correct. Yeah. You and know, then, I'm, and I'm right. not a believer on that. I think it goes it also opinion, but I'm a firm believer that uh, who said it, but it was 10,000 hours to master something. Yes. Right. Yes. On anything you do. Yes. 10,000 hours working on that craft mm -hmm. until you actually master that craft. Right. And I, I would argue that you're able to do your six to, you know, your six hours today is because you've mastered that craft. That is correct. You know, and but I'm continuing to work on it. Of course. Because I want to continue to get better at it and even master it more mm -hmm. to continue to grow it. Absolutely. Well, hey, that's all the questions. Hopefully that answered your question, Henry Park, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you for all the questions, guys, and uh, uh, have, a, have an awesome day. What a powerful podcast today. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Thanks so much. See you guys next time. All right.